Hi there. This is Winnell, and you are listening to Blended and Flourishing Families podcast. You are in the right place if you are a step parent or connected to a step family and you want to gain insight in how to achieve harmony in your family, which is what the Blended and Blended and Flourishing represents. In here, there will be some real conversation about step parent challenges, challenges that step kids and bio kids encounter, and challenges that bio parents experience as well as the importance and benefits of step parenting with God. If you are new here, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and I would love for you to leave a rating as well. Now that we've gotten all caught up, let's chat. I am so excited to have the Clayman here with me today. They are one of my favorite, favorite couples who are actually out here helping families, um, helping step families to go um, be able to overcome all of these different challenges, especially if you're in a multicultural family, they are the one that you want to be following. So I'm going to go ahead and let them introduce themselves and we are going to get into this conversation today. Wow, what a warm welcome. I am hugging you through the phone here right now. Uh, Amen to that. Yes, if you guys are listening right now, you you. I'm hoping this isn't your first podcast episode because Winnell is just fantastic at what she does and we are so blessed to be here with her today. Um, you will eventually hear another voice here, this first voice. Um, you can probably hear I am uh, the woman in this relationship. My name is Cheyenne and I am an American and that is he and our relationship because my husband here which yes ma'am my name is yeah. Kim and I am from Europe from Belgium that's right yeah he can speak Netherlands meaning <laughs> speak some Dutch there <laughs> um, but yes we are doubly blended ourselves um, so we have that combination of that we have a blended culture marriage and family as you guys just heard but we also have a blended family because uh, Kim has a, a beautiful stunning 13 year old uh, daughter and then we together also have a almost two-year-old little boy and our passion is helping other step families co-create the family of their dreams we don't want families to give up their happily ever after just because um, they've you know whether it's joined a family instead of you know creating one from the get-go or someone comes from a broken marriage like we want people to know that you can have that happily ever after might look a little different than <laughs> when you were young and little dreaming of it but it is possible for you and your partner you and your spouse to build one and, and create a family of your own design I love that. I love that so much. And that's a huge thing with me, um, giving people that hope that the possibility that anything and everything is possible, because when yeah. you are a part of a step family, sometimes there's a little bit more challenges than there are the good days. And then things start to get blurry and hope really? is so easy. No. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's yeah. so easy to fade away. And so um, if you guys have been listening to the other podcasts for this month, you know, we've been focusing on marriage, um, specifically the relationship, uh, because we know the children can take a lot of the focus in the relationship, but also the marriage do needs attention in order for the family to work. So I want to know from both of you, 
Um, was there ever a time you guys felt like you were drifting apart? So like this week or today or no, <laughs> I'm just busting. Um, of course, I, I think like you said so well, Winnell, that um, any married couple has seasons, right? And that's something we learned right from the get-go, um, just of wonderful mentors and our own family members saying, hey, your marriage will have seasons. But I think those seasons can become... Um, more or you have more of them sometimes in a step family because there's so many changing variables. So um, yes, we, we, you know, we've been talking about this recently in our own home and our own marriage, talking about the seasons that we've drifted apart in, or that we felt that drift starting to happen. And some actually uh, for the both of us just happened as recent as in the past uh, six months. Yeah. We don't have to go back that far no. that long. I remember when we um, both became full-time entrepreneurs work, working together in our own business Mm. Yeah, that was a challenging season. Um, at first, you want to do things your own way. Um, we have to learn how to be a team together, how to surrender to, um, your, to your spouse's strengths. Is yeah. that yeah. well said? I love it. Okay. <laughs> surrender to my strengths? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I think it, and hopefully it works both ways. Yeah. Definitely. And I think, you know, Winnell, you commented on the child, the children part. And when you're business leaders uh, and business owners together and you work from home, you know, there is a, a challenge of learning how to blend that family in because our work week changes and looks different when Kim's daughter comes back and forth. And so it is like next level um, when we experience that um that shift in our professional relationship. And there were some times where we realized, wow, we are way more stressed than usual. We are um, talking way too much about business at like all hours of the day. And we realized, you know, there's no boundaries here. And we had to um, figure that out. And um, another time that just comes to mind, um, because I want to share with everyone listening, um, we know firsthand how challenges, circumstances beyond your control can really elevate the times when you're feeling that drift. And um, because very recently, um, this past October, we had so many external circumstances that just kind of piled on top of each other. I mean, we're talking about the beginning of October, we had an unexpected uh, miscarriage. We were pregnant with our second child and uh, we, and I miscarried. And um, within that same week, our entire family had lice, which is not fun at all. Um, and then we had very big drama from like a very big difference of opinion when it comes to a parenting and medical decision with Kim's daughter and with her mom. And then to top it off, um, at the end of the month, we all got COVID. So it was just one thing after another. And I think anyone who has spent some time married has those moments, has those, those seasons where you have one thing after another. And we noticed that, um, especially it just got too much. It was just like, we were forgetting to be good team members. And we had these moments where we'd done things during this one season that we had never done in our three, almost three and a half years together. So it was very frightening and we definitely felt the drift. Um, but we, we ended up finding a way back to each other. Always. Yeah, we always do. So I am so sorry about the miscarriage. Um, you are absolutely strong and I know that you're going to keep pushing and oh yes you know, I know that you believe in God so you guys are going to get that blessing the family is going to expand um 
And it's interesting that you said that um, one of the things that started to drift you guys apart is also working together because statistics show that couples, um, a lot of the challenges, one of the challenges that they have that could lead to divorce is when they work together and not being able to balance that. So you guys experienced that and was able to work through that. So which is amazing. So I um, heard you saying out of that was boundary was one of the things that you guys use to kind of help separate working from actual relationship. Um, I also hear you heard you guys said in that as well, reflection was another tool that you guys use to be able to figure out like, this is working, this is not working, we need to do more of this and less of that. So that is amazing. Um, but you also saw a key word that caught my attention and I want our audience to um, I don't remember that, right? You mentioned season. And um, that is a key word to me um, because season changes. No matter how long a season may last, at some point it's going to change. And um, just myself and other people can probably relate to this and probably you guys, um, sometimes it is so tempted to make permanent decisions um, based on seasons which are temporary. And a lot of the families we work with kind of struggle with that because sometimes the season might just seem like it's dreading on and on and on. And then we make that permanent decision that can be changed, but then the season changed and we're like, yeah. oh, oh, if we would have known better, if we would have waited. Yeah. So I love that you mentioned that part. Um, and then also when it comes to um, just the relationship and the health of re the relationship and step challenges can also weigh on that. And there's this debate that's in the step family world or step family uh, um, community out there. And I wanted to get your perspective on it. And so um, what is your point of view on prioritizing the children over the relationship? And are there pros and cons to that? Ooh. Ooh. Would you like to go first? Not to put um, you on the spot. <laughs> he yes. is the bio dad here. So of no. course, I would, I would love to do that. Um, it's a bit of a dangerous question, I feel, because of um, course, uh, I would say the marriage is most important. Um, but when the children are around and the children, especially as they are younger, they need your full attention, they need your care, They're, they need to be a priority in the moment. Um, but if we keep track of the real priority, if we lose track of the, uh, the real priority, which is the marriage, which is the relationship between the spouses, then there will not be a family over time. We are jeopardizing that. Um, while the children over time, they will leave their house, they will move out and live on their own. Hopefully. No. And, in, and then what, what do we have left? Yeah. yeah. So, so beautifully said. And, and I couldn't agree more with my husband. Um, it's, it is, it is a challenge, you know, and I think why he may have said is that it's dangerous is because it's almost, it's impossible to really say we feel black and white, like this must be, we definitely lean more towards that. Um, the marriage for sure would be an easier answer for us to just say that you need that to be your strong foundation because, um, you can build off a strong marriage. 
it's hard to build a strong marriage off of a strong relationship with a stepchild, you know, or your parenting or any other relationship, you know, your marriage is actually um, the, the reason why all of you are even in a family to begin with, you know, that the stepchildren are connected to the step parent and vice versa. And so when you build on that strong foundation, it can be your compass, it can guide you. And something we always try to make sure we don't lose sight of is that we like to say, first, we are husband and wife, not mom and dad. And when people lose sight of that, it's often we see also in our own coaching um, that they lose sight of each other. They lose sight or, of themselves. Or even themselves, exactly. Yeah. You know, I think we all, um, you know, listening, if you're a parent, which more than likely you are, or, or we all have parents or we know parents, so often you hear that one of their biggest struggles, especially I find moms, but I'm sure I'm, I am one, so it's easy for me to look through that lens, is um, that it's easy to lose yourself in that role as a mother. And I think it's easy to also lose your role of wife in your motherhood. If you're always putting the kids first, if you're always prioritizing them. And so um, just to, to end my point, I think I would just piggyback off of what Kim said, especially depending on the children's ages, which are also seasons, right? They won't be two or four or five forever or 14, or 14 <laughs> which is a whole nother toddlerhood. Uh, we're experiencing I know you know something about that um I'm but also right, now. <laughs> right oh we are with you we are with you um but also or it just it, it also can just say that um in a staff family um there are times when some children are in the home and others aren't so of course when those children are in the home there is a shift there there is going to be times when that marriage does take a backseat to the priority of the child especially because that child won't always be there um so we believe it's a balance. We believe it's something that the couple has to decide on together, but that that couple remains strong and that they keep each other the priority. And if I may add to uh -oh. that, uh -oh. if there's, yes. uh, if I may, <laughs> um, I know I started off by saying that it's a, it's a dangerous question, but at the same time, it's also a very beautiful opportunity because mm. I feel in my experience when there was um, uh, a family breakup um, and kids have witnessed a divorce yeah. and all the heartache mm. and the pain that they are going through themselves yeah. um, but apart from that they saw that uh, mom and daddy don't love each other no more and mm. and what is love and and mm. why am I here on this world uh, all that to say is that I feel like we have now we have a beautiful opportunity to show yeah. them what a marriage what love should have been about all along we get to live out the mm. example of of being good yeah. spouses of, of 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 showing setting a good example which they the kids didn't have earlier on in their life yeah does that make sense yeah it's like yeah. by loving and keeping your marriage as a priority you actually are keeping your kids a priority because you're teaching them and showing them what real love is and unconditional love is. That's an amazing answer. And I think this question too is a trick question um, yeah. because it's kind of like, um, well, if I say <laughs> this one, then it's like, okay, what about that one? Um, but the reason why I love it because there's this misconception, at least what I think there's this misconception out there when I see these questions floating, I see people arguing. Um, yeah. in the comment section is that prioritizing one means neglecting the other. 
right. We sh- it does not mean neglecting no. the other. And I think that's where the misconception comes from when people ask this question and they get so defensive and feel like it has to be one over the other. Yes. No, it doesn't. Um, I had a stepdad on here for the last episode and he mentioned something that I felt like this is actually um, an amazing answer. So he said that he believed early on in the relationship that the children will need a little bit more attention because in with most couples, usually they don't involve their children in like the court and process and all of those things because they're trying to protect their children. They don't want their children to get attached. And then maybe the relationship does not work out. So he said that, you know, once the marriage happened, the children might get a little bit more attention um, because they're two now are learning that step parent and they're growing in relationship with that step parent, which I felt was like, um, that was a very, very interesting answer because it's true. Um, we've had the chance to love our spouse. We trust our spouse. We have created a bond with our spouse and the children may not necessarily be there yet. And so they need that extra attention to get them there so that the family can function as a family unit. Um, yes. And then from you guys answer what you guys mentioned about also the marriage being, the foundation, um, which is so important that the marriage is the foundation. And if the marriage is not strong, the family is not going to stand. So the thing is, this question wouldn't be an issue if, um, you know, both husband and wife are constantly pouring in one another and are nurturing that relationship so that it's always going to be solid that in when the children come if they don't live in the home that now we can pour into the children because they weren't there for us to pour into them um what do you guys think about that as far as pouring into each other more so that when the kids are there then they can pour it's almost like like that phrase you can't pour from an empty cup mm-hmm. so it's kind of like making sure your spouse's cup is full kind of thing. I think, I mean, Kim and I really, we believe and we, we, we coach our couples, you know, from a very real and raw place, not just backed up by scientific research, but our own experience, our own experience with coaching couples, you know, we always say like, you have to remember that you guys are a team, you know, that this isn't a competition. It's not about who gets to do what it's how can you work together in every area you know, a partner for life and a true teammate. And so again, um, you think about even like a football team or a baseball team, you know, whatever sports analogy, a volleyball team, you know, um, not everybody can be a quarterback. Not everybody can be the pitcher. You know, it's like, you got to take turns. And that's the way we like to look at it too, with with loving the kids. And um, it's something that we find is so important too, is during those times when say the marriage may be a little bit less of a priority when the kids are around, say, or there's a a, a, an emotional season going on with the kids and maybe they need some more loving again teenage daughters um, but that's when we like to say don't forget of love of self and that you you have to take it upon your own self and, and take that initiative to also pour in not to your spouse not just to your spouse but to yourself too and um, as you shared but now we definitely believe in God and 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 take that time to connect with him too and let him fill you up and so that that family can be well balanced well nurtured and loved I love that and I love that you mentioned the part about love of self um Mm -hmm. because the first um series that we did on the podcast we talked about self-care um Mm -hmm. and one of the things that I share on that and I love to encourage stepmoms 
to do this because a lot of times stepmom may feel like the outsider and um, a lot of it could be the fact that dad does not know yet how to balance um, being a husband and then being a dad and when the time for them to spend time together he doesn't see his child often so um, he wants to give attention to his child and he doesn't know how to balance it all and she yeah. may feel like she's not being included um, in there and something that I share a lot is to for the stepmom to include self-love so that time to pour into herself like you said so if let's say kids come over every other weekend uh whatsoever and you guys have one day everybody's together as the family um it's okay for dad and the child to have an alone time a father and son a father and daughter time to bond and instead of viewing that as oh i'm not being included view that as oh, oh this is my me time Yep. Use that time to do something you love to do. Hallelujah. Celebrate. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I love that you brought that up. That is so super important. And then also another thing you mentioned is the teamwork. Um, what I see a lot of um, challenges when it comes to um, step couples, um, comes to couples dealing with um, step challenges, I see um, when is them and their spouse is the fact that they no, no longer feel like a team and they're fighting each other instead of fighting together. Um, so I love that teamwork analogy because marriage is a, a team. And if you guys, you know, everybody can't play the same position, like you said, on the team at the same time, it will cause confusion. You know, there may be some time that somebody will have to step up and be like the quarterback. And then, you know, sometimes somebody else can take that term. So I love that you um, brought that analogy up. Um, so what are three tips you will give to a couple right now who you know, probably maybe going through it and trying to find a way to get back to each other and get back to what they once taught, you know, thought that they had that love to kind of refresh it or strengthen it. What are three tips would you give them to help them in that area? Absolutely. Uh, gosh, well, I have to say this is my favorite part because it is such an honor to speak into all of your lives, wherever you are however you're listening, wherever you're listening, I would say my first tip would be, first of all, like give your spouse a hug. If they're with you right now, give them a hug. If you're listening in your car somewhere and you won't see each other for a few hours, save up that hug and give them that hug. And then my first, I guess that'd be my, my first half a tip, but my, my first tip, our first tip would be to listen more, listen more and to uh, a caveat to that would be to seek understanding. And I'm especially talking to you step parents. Um, I think it's so easy because, um, you know, and I'm speaking from my own perspective and from a lot of step parents that I uh, coach and talk with that we can sometimes get into a problem solving mode when, you know, our husband or our wives, um, children are struggling or when there's um, uh, issues or frustrations with the ex, I think sometimes we go into this problem solving mode and we just want to go, go, go. We want to take action. And, you know, there's often when um, it's hard for us to understand, you know, and be maybe empathetic with our, our um, spouse, who is the bio parents point of view. And I had this other stepmom coach say something to me recently that I found very profound. And I want to share it with you guys here today that she shared that this is really illuminated in step families because step, uh, sorry, bio parents see their kids through the lens of love. 
I think we know that, right? Through rose-colored glasses. But step-parents see their stepchildren through the lens of responsibility. It's not that we don't love them. It's just that we are a little bit less maybe detached or emotional. We don't have all those shared experiences. So sometimes it can be so easy to come at our spouse and to um, share where we want to fix something. But instead, I would encourage all of you to take a step back, take a breath, give that hug, and listen more. Ask your spouse more questions and really seek that empathy. Seek to understand their point of view, where they're coming from. And as you seek that understanding, there may be moments where you just listen and sit there and don't have to respond. And it can really be a huge way to strengthen your relationship because your, your spouse will feel heard, they'll feel loved, and they'll feel at ease instead of pushed into a corner or in a box. Love that. That is an amazing answer. Um, so definitely give your spouse a hug. Yes. <laughs> which is such a key point when it comes to building a communication with anyone. Um, having listening skills, because a lot of times we don't listen to understand, we listen to respond. So mm. while someone is talking, we are processing in our head what our response is going to be to them instead of actually processing <laughs> what it is that they're telling us. Um, so I love that you um, give that tip. Um, and then something that my husband and I um, do, and it kind of goes into your example of listening and then also, um, you know, being reflective on what it is that your spouse is saying is we kind of do like a check-in or assessment. I don't know what to call it. Mm -hmm. um, and we don't have an exact time however yeah. often you know that we do it but we will have time where we talk and we assess what's working what's not working what is the other person unhappy with yeah. but the key is to go in there with defense down um so yeah because if you don't go in there with a defense down you're ready for war the person says something you feel attacked <laughs> it's like let's yeah. get it on <laughs> But seriously, and it's been beneficial for us. And the last one that we did was actually on our anniversary when we celebrated our six-year anniversary. We went to dinner, congratulations! Sat down and we talked about I don't know for it's been six years. You know what are some of the things that we love that have happened? Where is the growth that we want to see in our marriage? Mm. And um, of course, it's going to be hard to hear if, you know, someone tell you that, oh, I feel like you could do some of this better. And, oh, I feel like this area could improve. Yeah. Um, but if you really want that growth, like you have to be humble enough to be able to take what that person is saying, because yeah. that's their experience. You know, that's yeah. their lens. You can't really exactly. tell them that, oh, don't feel the way how you feel um, in essence. Yeah. So I love that. And it has been beneficial for us because we leave from there with the idea of, okay, so now we know what to improve on, you know, exactly. to make things better and to, for our marriage to grow and our relationship to be stronger. So I love Man. that you brought that up. Yeah. I want for you guys to tell the people like, where can they find you? What are the services that you offer um, to them? Absolutely. So the best way to find us guys would be on our social media. So across the platforms, we're talking Facebook, YouTube, um, Instagram, TikTok. You can find us on all of those platforms at the Claymans. So it's the C-L-E-Y-M-A-N-S. And we have a lot of different uh, offerings. We're having some workshops coming up, some two-on-two -two counseling. And we also have um, a program that comes with group coaching that we offer couples who 
who want that actual roadmap of like, how the heck do we do this as we blend families? Like, so no matter if you're starting um, a blended family or if you're newly uh, married, especially with an hours baby, we aim on helping empower those couples to feel like I can have that family that I want. We can co-create it together and we give you the roadmap and the guide to exactly how to do that. And then you're not alone because we do it with you. We have a team, a community where you won't feel alone that does it with you. And we would be more than happy to meet and talk with you guys and continue uh, loving you guys on this journey as you seek to strengthen your marriage and strengthen your, your family overall. That is awesome. And it's always a pleasure speaking with you too. Um, thank you guys so much for being here with us today. Thank you so much for having us here today. Truly our honor. And you know, one of those hugs I was talking about, not just for your spouse, but I'm going to give you one right here, a virtual hug right over to you in the U.S. <laughs> Thank you so much.